time for the Katie's Tech Podcast. My name is Jason Johnson, and this is episode 18 of the Katie's Tech Podcast, recorded June 26, 2014. This is the show where I go over the news stories of the day, usually technology-related, that catch my eye. They may not be the biggest news stories or the most popular, just the ones that I find most interesting. First of all, I want to start this show by apologizing for the quality of yesterday's show. I managed to accidentally not have the microphone cable plugged in all the way and my phone recorded off the onboard mic instead of the headset mic and pretty much it was unlistenable so if you try to listen to it I apologize and as a result of that I'm probably going to repeat some of the stuff that I mentioned yesterday on this show just as an opportunity to share my feelings on, on and thoughts on some of the items that were discussed yesterday but also because as a result of Yesterday's main story being Google I.O., there really was not a lot of news today. So I'll go over the couple of news items that I have for today, and then I'll go over a basic recap of the items from yesterday and my thoughts on Google I.O. Really, the main news story of today was that Apple updated its low-end iPod Touch model, and the iPod Touch is... Basically, it's an iPhone without the phone. They basically took the iPod brand and used the, the iPhone touchscreen interface, everything, but usually in a thinner casing since it doesn't have to have all the antennas for the cell capability. But you get the same function and benefit and app store experience that you get on an iPhone. And so Apple released it. They've dropped the price now. It is now $199 for the bottom end iPod Touch, and that's for 16 gigs of storage. They added a 5 megapixel rear-facing camera, so the camera is basically the same thing that's in the iPhone 5C, what used to be in the 5. It's not as good as the 8 megapixel camera in the 5S, but for a $200 mini tablet slash iPod slash music player, a video player, and now the 5 megapixel camera, it's a pretty decent little device for $200. They also expanded the color selection. It used to be the I think the, the lowest end option, the one hundred it was two hundred was two hundred and thirty dollars, I think, and they dropped it to one ninety nine. That used to only be available in I think black and possibly white. And now it has the full selection of colors just like the higher end iPod touches. They did do a price drop on the other models, but the big story was the two hundred dollar price or sub two hundred, one hundred and ninety nine dollar price on the low end model. Like I said, pretty new, slim news story today. Everybody was basically in the Google I.O. coma, recovering from the big stories and all the discussion from yesterday. I think they said that keynote for Google was over two hours, like two and a half hours. That is an extremely long keynote. So they went into a lot of detail. And I heard a lot of people comment that they were amazed that they covered some of the details that they did, as opposed to just giving some of the highlights because a lot of the detail work could have been saved for the actual developer breakout sessions. And I realized this is a developer conference, so it was mainly for the developers, but the big keynote is usually you know, what's most covered by the news agencies. There's a lot of reporters, a lot of people tuning in looking for the big product announcements and, and news announcements. And to, to bury all that amongst all the software details and, and API information was kind of amazing. The big thing that everybody's still talking about 
is the Google Wear, which is what everybody's been hyped up for the last several months anyway. And this is Google's smartwatch iteration. Now, I think they're also including the Google Glass, you know, smart glass interaction, the, the glasses with the camera and the voice interaction and the little screen in with their wearable technology. But they didn't mention that one time during the keynote. So really the focus right now is on the watch form factor. And just to recap, they showed off the LG G Watch and the Samsung Live, which are both square um, Google Wear, or excuse me, Android Wear uh, watches. But they also kind of demoed slightly the Motorola 360, which has gained a lot of press because of its round form factor. It's the first one that anybody's actually seen with a round display. And for anybody who's fashion conscious, they're, they're really excited about that. I don't see it being a big deal unless the screen was actually smaller and didn't look so huge on people's arms. But from everything I've heard, it's still a very large display, just round instead of square. So personally, I would be just as happy with the um, square models. Matter of fact, I was uh, you know, looking at some of them, but I don't have an Android phone. So and that's the key thing to keep in mind with these Android Wear devices is unless you actually have an Android device running 4.3 or newer, which is KitKat, you will not have the ability to use these devices because they don't function on their own. They require the phone and they just give you a way to interact with the information on your phone. So in, in that way, it's, it's very similar to the devices that were, you know, have been out for a little bit from uh, Samsung, only Samsung's was, was required an actual Samsung device and only a select number of Samsung devices. So this actually opens it up to all Android devices running for free or newer, but again, you, you have to be an Android person, which is, you know, this was a Google conference, so that's not surprising. But that was the big story that everybody's still talking about. One of the other things I don't think I mentioned yesterday, and I might get the name wrong on this, it's, I think they called it the Google One, but what it is, it's Google's initiative, or Android One, or Android uh, initiative, to basically standardize the low-end pricing options on Android phones. So a lot of the overseas markets especially, but there are some in the U.S. that use the um, really low-cost phones. And the problem is they have, a lot of times, the older Android operating system running on them. So you end up running, if 2.3 is the, the KitKat and 2.4 is the current version of or excuse me, I'm getting this backwards, Jelly Bean and KitKat. Either way, you're a couple versions back. You're going to be running, you know, ice cream sandwich or whatever the, the backup was back then. You know, they're not running the latest and greatest, and that leads to a lot of fragmentation. This is, this is Google's way of, of standardizing that. I don't know the details. They were kind of glossed over exactly how that's going to be released, if they're going to make it, you know, updates available more simply, because it's really... The problem is it's up to the manufacturer of the phone, not necessarily the, the Google. You know, when Google comes out with next, the new version of the operating system, it's up to the phone manufacturer to push it, which is one of the reasons Apple has controlled their product pipeline so tightly, because Apple has only a couple models they have to support, and they can release the operating systems independent of the carrier, whereas Google subs out the manufacturing of all their phones 
and it's up to whoever makes the phone, whether it's Samsung, you know, um, HTC, any of the other manufacturers, to produce the, the to release the updates. So this is their way of kind of giving a standardized, low-cost option. So we'll see how that actually plays out. But that's really big news for people in other countries, especially who are into the low-cost market. And I would actually like to see some of that standardization come to some of the low-cost options we have in the States, because a lot of the pay-as-you-go and prepaid phones and that are becoming available as you know smartphones proliferate that market as well are usually running some very old versions and, and the users get kind of a substandard experience. And just to recap a little bit, um, uh, there wasn't a lot of news today on it, so I don't know how well it was received. And the Android Auto, the, the CarPlay competitor, really didn't get a lot of discussion today, and neither did the um, Android TV, which was the TV initiative. So I think both of those are going to be kind of on hold until some of the uh, car and TV manufacturers actually begin to release the products that you can actually tie in with. So those weren't were a lot of... There weren't a lot of news for those. So there really wasn't a lot of news in those areas. And I saw some discussion on it, but really not a lot of any new concrete information on the ability of Chrome OS to run Android apps. So there is some interest there, but not a lot of information on how that's actually going to work. How the Chromebooks will actually... Will they get a copy of the App Store? Will they be able to download everything? Is it only select apps? There's just a lot of questions still out there, and it'll probably be closer to the release of um, Google L before we actually see what how this actually works. So I apologize for yesterday's show again. I wanted to mention that, and I apologize for this show being kind of short, but there really was not a lot of news as everybody kind of just digests and goes over the follow-up from Google I.O. So I'll be back next time with another edition of the Katie's Tech Podcast, hopefully with more information. I'll see you then.